The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Oil prices posting a third weekly gain as the potential for a production freeze deal among major producers outweighing concerns about ample inventories. Here to tell us more, John Kilda, founding partner of Again Capital. All right, John, great to have you with us. Are we going to see oil prices continue to move higher? I think in the short run, we will go a bit higher, Pim. Uh, the market uh, got caught short uh, in the face of some comments by the new Saudi oil minister, uh, and the short covering is uh, is underway with uh, with abandon right now. So I think we still have some more to go before we can head back lower again. All right. What is going to cause the lower prices after this short covering? Well, again, you know, the, the market got to a record short position. So whenever the boat gets loaded to one side, I like to say it has to revert. Um, but I think as long as the price rally fails at 50 or 52, we'll go back down. The reason we're going to go back down is because for all the talk of a freeze and all the talk of cooperation among OPEC, Russia, and maybe some other countries, they just keep seeing more and more oil come into the market. The Saudis are at a record export level of crude oil and refined products. The Chinese are continuing to ramp up their export of refined products. Russia at an all-time high. Northern Iraq oil uh, production came back online for the first time in months just today. The Libyans are starting to get their oil out to the market again as well. And if the Nigerians can get their act together, it's just another wave of oil for this market. So it has nowhere to go but down. And, John, uh, countries such as Venezuela, they're looking to increase or to export more oil because that's a hard currency earner. Absolutely, Pam. And, you know, and, they, and Venezuela, that you just mentioned, they certainly are the basket case uh, among the producers right now with their economy teetering on imploding completely. Uh, their, their oil production actually is somewhat challenged, so that is something of a supportive feature. And I know you've probably been talking about this all day, but uh, the, the weakness in the dollar has had a, a big effect on, on dollar-denominated oil prices uh, as well. As that dollar falls, it props up oil prices, uh, so that, too, is a factor right now. What role is Iran playing in the oil industry? Well, interesting. I was at the last meeting, at the last go-around of this freeze uh, uh, nonsense, uh, I was convinced the deal would not come together. I thought maybe this time that there was a chance for a deal because the Iranians are pretty much back to their pre-sanctioned output levels in terms of crude oil production. Uh, but they have just said that they probably won't attend the meeting in Algeria next month, where, where they're hoping to get this deal cobbled together. And also, too, their recent allowance of uh, Russia to use an air base within Iran to strike Syria is really a stick in the eye to the, to the Saudis once again. So there's no coming together between those two main players in OPEX. And without that, there will be no deal. John, you mentioned Nigeria production. And I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about why it is at a 27-year low and what's going to happen next. So where the oil is in Nigeria is in the southern part of the country or on the coastline. It's called the Nigeria Delta. And from time to time, the indigenous folks down there raise up 
rise up and, and protest and rebel and bomb and attack the oil infrastructure because they don't get their, their fair share of the, of the pie as they, as they see it. Uh, the new government that came in there cut payments uh, to, to the various groups there, and what you think would happen happens. And so there's been attacks on the infrastructure, and there have been a pretty dedicated bunch there that has helped not oil output offline. But the, the government has reversed course, has begun making payments. There's serious negotiations underway. So that oil output could rebound as quickly uh, as it went offline. I'd like to point out that this is not the uh, Boko Haram and other um, sectarian sort of uh, upset that you have in the northern part of the country. This is strictly all about uh, uh, petrodollars. John, at a price of around $48 a barrel for West Texas and $50 a barrel for Brent crude, at what point do U.S. producers start pumping more oil? Well, Tim, they've done an incredible job now over the past year driving their costs down. There are a number of areas now where they're profitable at $35 a barrel. Uh, you might have noticed today that the rig count, uh, Baker Hughes rig count was up again, I think, for the fourth straight week. It's back I think they added 10, right? They added 10 rigs. 10 more rigs. It's up about almost 30% now off its low from March. So they've been racing rigs back into service. And earlier this week, it was partly due to an adjustment, but the EIA told us that U.S. production has jumped the most it had since May 2015, 150,000 barrels a day, which is not insignificant. So uh, they're on the comeback trail, really, as we speak. It just getting over $40 a barrel seems to invite some hopeful analysis among the sector to get back in get back in the ground and get drilling again. To give you some numbers for it, uh, the number of rigs drilling for oil in the United States has climbed for eight consecutive weeks. It rose above 400 rigs for the fir- for the week for the first time since February. This all according to uh, Baker Hughes. Uh, John, explain what happens uh, with refiners because they're switching over from gasoline production uh, to uh, heating oil, Correct. That's correct. And they're also switching over from a summer-grade gasoline to winter-grade gasoline, which is easier to make. And then we had an abundance of that coming out of last winter, which helped get the pump prices really low come February when they had to switch out. So what's going to happen now, uh, Tim, is you're going to see the refiners cut their runs, their, their, their utilization rate. And, of course, that's going to cause crude oil to be less in demand back up in the system. And this is why over the course of the next couple of months you could see a real breakdown again just as we saw last year, as the glut just in, enlarges and gets bigger and bigger, and uh, and, and the, really the global market gets swamped again. I want to thank you very much, uh, John Kilduff. He is the founding partner of Again Capital, giving us his view on the oil markets, with oil posting a third weekly gain. I want to thank you all for listening to Taking Stock. My thanks to our engineer, Reggie Bazile, our producer, Mark Siniscalci. I'm Pim Fox. And this is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.